0: Hello. This is Jake speaking. Welcome Actually, Jake. Actually, let's let me be more comfortable cuz that's how I'm going to sit.
1: Get comfy. Ah, yeah, this is the stuff. Oh, right, if here only we are. you could see us now, viewers. Woo! We're comfy.
0: Episode 50, you know. I'd like to say that we're much better off than we were in episode 1, but you I know what? I think we're worse. I don't know.
1: We're worse than we were.
0: <laughs> no, we're not as good. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome back everybody to the 50th episode of the Jake and Joe show. If this episode was a human being, it would be time for a colonoscopy.
1: Wow. That was insightful, man. Great job. <laughs> i'm so proud of you that's funny <laughs> you know before we started recording jake made that same joke and i told him that it was really funny and that he should do it for the show and he just told it now and i'm just like
0: <laughs> oh <"Loud whatever>. <laughs> I was Like now's a great time for you to say something
1: <laughs> the uh excitement has worn off you've already told me yeah. the joke
0: today we're going to be getting into some stereotypes uh just discussing those uh, ins and outs just in general we'll see where the path takes us like usual there's a new app that joe found called mood path that we have been playing around with for a couple days we'll bring that up as well we'll hit song of the week and since it is our 50th episode we're going to be doing a little bit more reflection uh look at the past of the show look at the present onward to the future see if anything happens and we're going to close the show with writing prompts or no, with speed writing. Now you got me doing it Ah, <laughs> <laughs> with speed writing. Cause it's been actually several weeks, uh, since we've done that. And that's always so fun. So I don't know why it's been so long.
1: Um, mainly because we've had guests, right? Yeah, last, that's true. Last week was the first episode where it was just the two of us. We didn't right. do it then. And then like the last two or three episodes we had guests. So,
0: Okay, so let's get going then. It seems like it's going to be pretty dense, which I like. Content dense.
1: Content dense. So before we get into the show this week, I'm going to give a little shout out to Pod Paradise, your home for great podcasts. This is the site that's uh, promoting us, throwing us on their front page for giving them a shout out every episode. It's a great tool where you can go and... Create an account and subscribe to podcasts and they'll show you all the new episodes in one place. You can listen to them in chronological order. It will play them all for you. There's a nice seek bar. Super quick to make an account. Just takes an email and your name, I believe. Password as well. And you're good to go. So check us out. We're over there on podparadise.com.
0: Because pod out of pod and paradise is the hardest to spell.
1: Fine then. Head on over to www.p-o-d-p-a-r-a-d-i-s-e <laughs> dot c-o-m. c-o-m, <too. laughs> Dot c-o-m. All right, so moving on. Jake mentioned uh, this new app that I found called Mood Path. So we're not going to get into it too much today just because we haven't been using it for very long. I think I got the app on uh, Thursday or Friday of just this past week. We're recording on Sunday, so that will give you a frame of reference, but uh, every four hours during the day or something like that. Maybe it's not four hours. I think it's four. Is it? Mm -hmm. Uh, They pop up a notification on your phone asking you to answer a few questions. And normally it's three to four questions and you just answer them about your current mood. And um, apparently at the end of two weeks, it gives you a summary on like your mental health that tells you like how you're doing, where you're at based on the uh, answers you give. And when I first downloaded it, I thought my answers are going to be basically all positive all the time because I'm not a very negative person, but I'm already finding that like I'm answering like a little more negatively than I would have guessed. So I'm really interested to see what my results are in two weeks.
0: Yeah, same. I I was telling you that I felt like mine was going to like be rated really high, meaning that I would be very distressed. Um, But I'm surprising myself in the opposite way. It's not as bad as what I was thinking. Yeah. That being said, um, as you mentioned, we've only done this for the weekend, right. so I'm interested to see what both of our scores, how both of our scores are going to take tolls during the work week and school week. You know,
1: that's an elegantly worded yeah. sentence. I just hold a point but that you out. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's going to be a yeah, lot I worse. So yeah, we'll I, see uh, what happens. I if they ask me to answer questions when I first get up in the morning, my score is going to go down dramatically because I hate morning so much. Right. Like it when people come up to me and they're like, hey, good morning. I never say good morning back to them. I only ever say morning because there are no good mornings.
0: That reminds me um, when I went to work on Friday, uh, my, one of my bosses who I really love, um, she will come up to me and say good morning. But before she had a chance to today, I was like, neutral morning, Linda.
1: <laughs> and that just just to be funny. That's funny. Had a laugh. <laughs> so we probably won't talk about this app again until the two weeks have passed i don't really see a need to mention it next Mm. episode i mean maybe if something you know crazy has happened but it doesn't really give you any information until the two weeks are up so yeah we'll give you a synopsis on uh mood path yeah on our results in in two weeks time uh if you want to check it out i know it's on android don't know if it's on iphone just go to the store and search mood path one word
0: and join along and see if if you're more stressed out than jake and joe all right, so let's go on to stereotypes. The reason that we're talking about stereotypes today is because I think we might have mentioned it last episode, perhaps not, but uh, Joe and I both uh, kind of keep a little sticky note in our wallets, coincidentally, whenever we think of something uh, or a list of some kind in our wallets. Whenever we think of something, we'll write it down to talk about. And I guess Joe's been doing this for a while and we just never used them. But this time... Uh, The first thing on his list had something to do with stereotypes, and it seemed like it could lead um, the discussion down a really cool road. So let me just turn it over to Joe,
1: and let's get started. So my little piece of paper. It's not a sticky note, by the way. That's why I said paper. I was like, oh, wait, it's not a sticky note. Yeah, mine's a yellow sheet of legal paper.
0: (laughs) That's more legit than a sticky note.
1: That's all I use at work, and that's where I had a few ideas, so I wrote them down while I was there. But anyway, what I've got written down here, I'll just read it right from the paper.
0: All right. ASMR.
1: Oh, no, I ripped the paper. Oh, no. Oh, no, <laughs> a lot.
0: ASMR gone bad.
1: It's acceptable, and this is going to get us into some hot know, water here if really our is. ladies listen to this. It's acceptable for women to joke about male stereotypes but not acceptable for men to joke about women's stereotypes. Female stereotypes, rather.
0: You want to give that example? Just so that they kind of know what we're talking about?
1: Sure. My husband is dumb, doesn't listen, he's literal, and etc. Or, my wife never stops talking, she belongs in the kitchen, etc. Right. So this could get us into some hot water if we're not (laughs) careful here. So, (laughs) obviously, I mean, I want to say first and foremost that I don't think women belong in the kitchen. Right. It's just a funny stereotype. Right. Just like when women say that they think their husbands, like, don't listen or they're dumb or whatever, they don't necessarily mean that. But I feel like in society, it's more socially acceptable for women to make those jokes about men than it is for men to make those jokes about women. Mm -hmm. If we, if men make those jokes about women, it comes across as an attack on their gender. Like, you know, jokingly saying that a woman should make a sandwich in the kitchen That's like, how dare you say that? A woman is empowered. She can do whatever she wants to do. But like, I don't know, women can go on and on about men not listening and just like not caring, that type of thing. I I don't know.
0: Well, I think a reason why that happens is that, and this could make us talk about something else, is that men are kind of conditioned from a very early age to not let things like that bother them. And it would be showing vulnerability or a weakness to be insulted by that. Uh-huh. And so that's why I feel like they can get away with that a lot.
1: We just let because it Because like, we just
0: let it happen. Roll
1: off our back. Because like, we're Man, men. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know I can I mean? see that. I can see that.
0: And that's just like one of the ways it, it's like that. I mean, I'm sure we're going to think of other reasons why that is.
1: I know you mentioned before we started recording that you had been thinking quite a bit about this lately. Mm. And there was something specifically you told me that you like saw or read or something.
0: Yeah, and and this has to do with basically what I was just talking about is that, you know, masculinity as it is right now is extremely fragile. Uh, and I did see something online that really struck a chord with me because it's extremely true. And let's see how you feel about it. Um, there was a writer who said, do you want to make a man feel emasculated as fast as possible? Go to a restaurant, ask him what he's going to eat and order for him. And when you think about that, I would prob- I would feel a little uncomfortable in that situation. Really? I would feel uncomfortable. But how stupid is that?
1: I don't, I, it wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah? Michaela's ordered for me before and I'm okay with it. I like think whatever. it would bother
0: me a little bit. Really? Because I don't want like I don't want someone else ordering for me.
1: But why? Because I want to do it myself. Yeah, but why do you want? Let's dig into this. Why do you want to do it yourself? And why? Because I like to not rely on other people. Okay, but why does that Im- emasculate or demasculate? Yeah, it
0: would be emasculate.
1: Why does that emasculate? Because I
0: think it, it puts the power. It's almost like a transference of power from the man to the woman because it's 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 giving the image that the woman's in charge, and that I'm not saying that that's why I don't like it, but I'm thinking in general that's right. why a lot of guys wouldn't like it.
1: That's so interesting though because it's literally just speaking to another person, exactly like saying what kind of food you want. But for some reason, there are people out there who would find that a emascul- No, emasculating means to remove masculinity. Yeah,
0: that's that's exactly what. Oh, we're that, saying. that's what. Okay.
1: Yeah um uh, that that doesn't bother me like i i don't i don't care i mean if she ordered for me that's just less i've got to do fine order for me i'll just kick I, back it depends and relax. on the situation
0: but like in that certain situation where imagine you know you guys are sitting down and michaela just like casually asks you what you're ordering but you don't under you don't know that she's gonna order for you uh-huh. and then the waiter comes and she says all right i'll have this and he'll have this like i would i, I would be uncomfortable with that like you don't need to
1: i would i tell would be him, i would be surprised i think yeah. i'd be like wow i wasn't expecting you to do that but i wouldn't be like now i don't feel like a man right like i I don't think i would i don't i don't know i don't think it would upset me
0: I, it would it would bother me but not in i don't think it would bother me in like the emasculating sense just, it in would in like, just a, like
1: you didn't need to do that for me I'm like, my own don't. person
0: yeah exactly
1: so it, it's less of a masculinity thing and more of a person thing like i'm a person i can order for myself you
0: also got to remember that i feel like we're not and not i feel like i we are not like your typical quote-unquote like alpha male so (laughs) if if we were those type of people first off we wouldn't be doing a podcast odds are uh second off i think our opinions would be pretty different maybe for first off we probably wouldn't talk about it uh, right, right. <laughs> you know, I think that they would be people that fit that mold, um, even if they didn't understand it, probably would feel that way because of being emasculated. And I think that's why that holds a lot of weight, that argument. And right. it just stuck with me, you know, because I've been like with my car, for instance. This is another thing that's been bothering me. Okay. Only minorly. It's a small car, right? Yeah. The stigma... On a guy driving a small car is not manly he's not a very manly guy everyone at my work and all of my a lot of my friends and family are calling it cute like <laughs> like i don't want <laughs> my a car's cute car, not but cute I, hey that's kind of an argument that fits in the mold of what we were just talking about why is wh- why are people calling my car cute why is that i feel uncomfortable with that it's just
1: a car Right, it is just a but car. But
0: I don't want my car cute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh,
1: Okay, so here's here's what I'm thinking. So when you see a dude driving around a super lifted, big truck. Oh my God, I, I hate him immediately. It, what, if, what do a lot of people say though? They say he must be compensating for something. Right. So if with that logic in mind, if having a big vehicle means you're compensating for something, something very specific, but we won't say on the show because we're G-rated. But, right, right you have a small car i guess that is so a s- you must not need to compensate for things
0: that must give out like an air i guess to some people it would give out an air of confidence like this right this like, guy is confident enough to be driving a small car
1: you're driving a fuel efficient small car yeah that's still like i don't know it's reliable oh yeah it's small it was cheap
0: i love it by the way dude i love I, it more and more
1: i love your car yeah and I don't, I don't think for a second that like having that small car, like I don't, I didn't think when you got that, I'm like, oh well, Jake. I don't yeah. think about him as much like, of a oh, man wow. now. Like I think it's cool. I would, I yeah. would like get ten of those in a heartbeat because right. I think it's a cool little car. Cars don't have to be big for them to be manly. I know,
0: and that's that's. Uh,
1: <sighs> Look at Ricers. Like, I always like get <sighs> the Japanese like small hatchback market. Yeah, Honda Civic hatchbacks, like those things. People will make those things look real cool, and those are tiny little cars with four-cylinder they're engines. Really are. That... but
0: but they're sedans.
1: Well, not not the Honda, uh, not like the Civic hatchback. And oh, stuff oh, right, like that. you they make, they make hatchback versions, yeah, hot yeah. hatch category. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It is it is weird though. It y- is weird.
0: Yeah, and I just I think that there's this weird air, especially in Maine, that like. A lot of people just like they're like, oh, I have to get an SUV, or I have, or to, have, I have to get a
1: truck. I have to have a truck
0: because I'm in Maine and I I'm tough. Right. You know, it, that's so present. You you can't deny that. A, a lot oh, of yeah. people, oh, it is. It's, there. it's all all over the way. place.
1: I've got people in my family that are like, that. and
0: those people are, or look at people like me driving a small car, and they think I'm not a man. You know what right. I mean? And, or and it, like, that
1: bothers me, or look at it and think of it as like, a, well, he just has that to get by. When he right. can afford something, he'll get a truck exactly. or something like, yeah, no, yeah. no, maybe I like these small right. cars. It, it's
0: practical for me. You know what? I mean, if you're the type, I've always said this, um, or at least since high school. Like if you're the type of guy who you get a truck, you use it as a truck. Like you go mudding, uh, you put stuff in the back. Like, I mean, you use it. You use all the cargo space in it. You put stuff on top. You tow yeah. things. Yeah. You're using it as a truck. You totally should have a truck. But if you're just one of those people who get a truck because you want to lift it and tint it out and make it look all big and tough and cool and then you just use it as a commuter vehicle right what are you doing
1: so i just realized that we have come full circle it's episode 50 and we're talking about what we talked oh, about in episode we're talking one talking about cars we were talking we in first episode we talked about big lifted trucks yeah and how like and you even mentioned if you're using it for what's a truck i did what a truck's meant to be used for you're using it right that's We've cool come full circle.
0: yeah yeah we're really distracting <laughs> with what we were kind of, like, talking about. We're not even talking about so stereotypes good. now. Yeah. Well, kind of are. I guess the, we the, are. The Mainers, you know? Yeah, that's true. Maybe we can pull it back.
1: We did specifically say, though, in episode one, what do you picture a stereotypical Mainer? And now yeah. we're talking about stereotypes, episode yeah. <laughs> 50, and <laughs> we're talking about trucks crazy. in Maine. Yeah. That's funny. We didn't even plan that. No. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, a perfect example is the Mazda Miata. Mm-hmm. You know what a car uh, I'm talking about? It's I feel small like that is car. a very
0: rounded, very feminine looking car. Well,
1: the uh, mid 2000s Miata, it was owned by Ford. Yeah. And in that time period, Ford was in love with rounded corners. Okay. So all their cars had like rounded corners on them. If you look at mid 2000s Mazda as a whole, they were a very rounded company. Yeah. I know that's weird to say. Well rounded. Why is it a feminine car?
0: I, I, I know. I, I do feel that way. But.
1: Richard Hammond from Top Gear. Yeah. Very, very famous car show. Yeah. He says that the Mazda Miata is one of the most fun cars he's ever driven. I believe And it. he's driven million-dollar vehicles. Mm-hmm. He says a $40,000 Mazda Miata is one of the most fun vehicles he's ever driven. And he, he like, he's, I, I don't want to say he's jealous because he drives one and he, he's happy driving it. But he makes comments about how women have it right. They don't care what they look like driving a car and they're driving one of the most fun cars that's ever been made. Mm-hmm. Men care so they don't drive because
0: them. because that goes back dude. It's like masculinity is so fragile that if the corners of your car are rounded
1: and you won't small, get the car. low to the ground convertible. Oh, I can't have that.
0: Oh, that's girly.
1: That's girly. Right. Why would I drive that? No. No, stop. And, don't and be see, dumb. I
0: think what like I want to give I want to show that like I'm still part of this mentality a little bit because I mean I do acknowledge that when I see when I see a Mazda Miata I'm like cool car but I'm like I don't know if I would drive that because it's a girl it's a girly car because the rounded edges I would drive one I think see you're more hashtag woke than me (laughs) hashtag woke
1: I've uh I do my weekly look around at what cars are available and I've done searches for Mazda Miata's multiple times because I drive one I'd love Mm -hmm. to own one I think someday I will own one because I just want, I want that experience. I uh-huh. want a small car convertible experience.
0: I have got very recently ever start ever since I started looking for the new Suzuki, I started getting a love for Mazdas because I kept seeing things like uh I looked at a bunch of car reviews and a lot of in a the theme I kept seeing was that the Mazda engines and the Mazda motors like are very dependable. They just keep going, and they're nice little cars. Like the Mazda three, is yeah. supposed to be at least as of 2013 the top performer in that class of vehicle, with yep. like the Dodge Dart and whatever. Right, right, And I was like, oh, interesting, and it made me start really looking at Mazdas, and now I just a vehicle I never would have looked at before, which is a Mazda. In my mind, it was always like a, a B or C list type of vehicle for whatever reason yeah now i'm looking at it like oh if i see one on the road i'm like that looks cool i would want that
1: if you if you plan to get one and drive one someday definitely get one post buyout um what happened is mazda was struggling and ford bought them like i already mentioned they were a ford owned company yeah uh and they started doing well enough that they bought themselves back out so they're now self-owned again they're not owned by Ford, so they're mm-hmm. making all their own decisions. And you'll notice a very distinct shift in the design. They went from very, like,
0: practical Ford-ish look. yeah. looking
1: vehicles to more Japanese futurist, futuristic-looking nice. vehicles. I think they all look really good now. Uh, Michaela and I have test drove a few. We drove... We test drove the CX five or whatever. That's their the, sedan. The mid no 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 that's the midline uh, crossover. Oh okay. It's not the big one. It's the smaller one. Because there's a three that's
0: even smaller then. Because I know that there's a CX three.
1: Yes, there's yeah. the, the CX three is like the smallest. It's the it's the middle of the the CX five is the middle of the road. Okay. Uh, okay. And I we drove it and it was really nice. The interior on it was really nice. Uh, the new Mazda Miatas they look sick. Mm-hmm. And the Mazda three, Mazda Speed. That's what they call it. The Mazda 3 Mazda Speed hmm. uh, is, is the sport version of the Mazda 3. And it looks really good.
0: And I was hearing um, from a co-worker whose boyfriend is, uh, um, he owns a garage here in Skowhegan, that a lot of the Ford Focuses use the Mazda engines, because yep. probably because of that buyout at one yeah, point. Right, right. And I think that's just a testament to how tough they are. That Ford's like, all right, like Mazdas is superior. Let's put it in here. <laughs> I, I mean, feel like that's a big thing It's statement. Japanese. Yeah. I mean,
1: Japanese is just the way to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. when, if you want a reliable vehicle, you buy Japanese. And that's just pretty much the way it is. I
0: think a, a big deterrence of, uh, especially people around here buying Japanese, is that they feel like, and it's true, like the repairs are going to cost a little more because um, it's a foreign vehicle. But yeah. that being said, I mean... Sure, if you go to the dealer, but most right. people aren't going to go to the dealer. Yeah, I don't, get I don't third really. Party...
1: Go ahead. I don't, I don't really think that's the case anymore. I think maybe ten or fifteen years ago that was definitely true, but I think Japanese vehicles they like equally sell here in the U.S. Uh, like to, to American vehicles, with, with a few exceptions, I'm sure. Like you, if you were to just drive down the highway, you're going to see as many Japanese vehicles as you're going to see American vehicles.
0: Oh yeah, for so sure. So I don't
1: think. Repairs costing more is really a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. They're so common. Like, how could it? How could it cost more? True. I mean, because all the parts are made here in the U.S. Right. The, yeah. Japanese cars. No most of those are made here in the U.S. Like, I think Toyota is like making cars. I I know Subaru makes cars in South Carolina and uh a, a few other places. Like, there's very specific places that these mm-hmm. Japanese manufacturers have their cars produced right here in the States. But anyway, we were way off yeah, topic. Yeah, well,
0: here's a way to get back to <laughs> stereotypes while still, you know, kind of... It's like a nice little segue. There's stereotypes with, like, what type of car you have. Like, I was talking to my dad, and I was looking at Subarus, and he was like, he's not going to like that I'm saying this, but that's okay. That's
1: okay. I understand. I'm fully... Pro- oh, your, your dad. Yeah. thought you were just saying I wasn't going to like what you were oh, going to oh, say. Oh, no. But like, that's okay. I'm used, to, <laughs> I'm used to Subarus being bashed.
0: But... You know, he's like, yeah, you know, it's a really good car. And I was saying, you know, for Maine, a Subaru seems like a no-brainer because it's got that undercoating, uh, factory um, by default, whatever the wording yeah. is, and it has all-wheel drive. Like, it's a nice, very practical Maine all-weather vehicle. Right. And he's like, yeah, but you know, you can never get around that stigma. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, all liberals drive Subarus. <laughs> like, so, so just little things like that. Like, it's weird little stereotypes. And and then it got me thinking. I was talking to Adria. I was like. Do you think that whole, you know, liberals drive Subarus because they're environmentally conscious? And then let's boil that down further. So if you care about something, you're a liberal. And if you don't care, you're a conservative. That's like hurting their own. Yeah, right. You know That's, what I mean? Like, exactly. Do they care about the environment?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, and Subaru, um, it, it's, it's interesting that you say that because there's also been a stereotype for Subaru that the members of the LGBT community... Is that, is that the acronym? Yeah. LGBT? LGBTQ. That, oh, that's right. Come I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. I should have included the Q. Yeah. Uh, that members of that community uh, drive Subarus. Yeah. Specifically the Forester. Um, it's always been like stereotypically a lesbian vehicle. And Subaru actually capitalized on that back in the 90s when Subaru was really pushing into the States and trying to make it as a car manufacturer mm-hmm. here here in the US. Uh, no one was marketing to the lesbian gay community and subaru knew that there, there there was a stereotype that existed that hippies and lesbians drove the forester and if you go online and, and you google subaru advertisements from the 90s subaru fully endorsed it they're like okay no one's no one's marketing to these people yeah there's already a stereotype that exists let's do it so there's advertisements of like uh, me and my partner drive a Forester, and it's like two women on the on the ad, like right. with their arms around each other. I never and noticed that.
0: I, I never kind of I, I wasn't aware of that stereotype. It,
1: there is there is a stereotype there, and it, it was cool that like Subaru was like, "Hey, no one's marketing to this community. Let's do that. Let's right. market to this." It was smart on. Well, they their did own. it for
0: for money. Of course, it's they not did. entirely of they moral, did. but
1: but they've they've continued to do that since then right uh with like the whole liberals being uh being you know environmentally conscious yeah Mm -hmm. they 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 have campaigns going that's like subaru loves animals subaru loves the green earth keep it green like there's a subaru day where you're like supposed to like be environmentally friendly and like pick up trash and stuff like that Mm -hmm. if you see it on the side of the road so they're fully endorsing these stereotypes and it's working for them because they're Every year, they're selling way more units than they have sold in previous years. Yeah.
0: That kind of makes me think, all right, so if Subaru is the most liberal car or vehicle maker, what do you think is the most conservative vehicle maker? The uh, first thing... I want to hear what you say first.
1: Okay. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking like Lincoln.
0: Lincoln. Okay. The first thing that popped up in my mind was Dodge. Because Especially because they say it like that. Dodge, Dodge. Ram. Built tough. You know?
1: I think Ford's built tough.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, shit. Ram,
1: okay. Ram is, uh, I don't know what rams is. Yeah. Grab life by the horns. Grab
0: life by the horns because you're aggressive. <laughs> yeah. And, and, Manly. Yeah. Men drive rams. <laughs>
1: All right, so let's pull this back in. All right, this segment was supposed to be about men, women stereotypes, and we've barely touched on that at all. And we're uh, getting near the end of this segment, so um, I mean, what <laughs> is there to let's say? Let's try to get back. <laughs> let's. What is there to say? I mean, this the stereotypes exist. I mean, and and why is it okay for? women to make those I mean we, we've already kind of talked about it how, right like,
0: because men n-
1: men are supposed to be okay with that type men of are thing, supposed but,
0: to be like logical and then women are more like they think with their feelings so they, they go with how they feel
1: right and thinking with and, your feelings is not a bad thing right that's not what we're saying we're just saying that that's the difference between men and women women sati- from from our experience right right Women's, we're covering our ground here <laughs> women seem to think more with their emotions than they do with their brain. And I know that sounds horrible uh, and I don't mean it like I it, think sounds. it I think it's, like,
0: it's like there's – I feel like maybe there's more layers to how they, women they can, think. They right? can like, like process
1: a, things and think about how it's going to affect others' feelings. Right. They like think they about that just,
0: feeling filter. There's a feeling filter.
1: Right. You know, Yeah.
0: if you think about it like that.
1: Like I, I know as a, like a man, like I'll say and do things – and then after I say and do them, I'm like, I really should have thought about how that's going to affect the people. Right. Like I just said that to right. you like that. I mean, I should have thought about the outcome of that before I said it. Whereas I feel like for women, that's more of an innate ability. They right. think about how it's going to affect others before saying it. And so I they think, think that's, with those emotions.
0: I think that's better. Honestly,
1: I it's mean, it's totally not a bad better. thing. And uh, I think that's why, you know, women making those stereotypical jokes, they are doing it as a joke. And men don't really think in terms of like, that's offensive to me, that upsets me. Right. So it doesn't bother us as much. But Whereas, it still, like, if it we say does, those things I mean? to women, it comes across as us not thinking about how it might make them feel. Right. And it upsets it's them. It's totally,
0: no, but it is. You're right. I mean, it's a good thing to bring up because it is absolutely a uh, double standard. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I don't know if that's it's it's not going to go away because of the different like th- the different ways that we process information and and think about it. So
1: women are from Venus and <laughs> are, are from Jupiter. Mars. Oh, thought it was Jupiter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's girls go to Jupiter. It's it's uh boys go to college to get more knowledge. Girls go to Jupiter to, to get, get more stupider. stupider. <laughs> but you know, girls say it the other way around.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on to song of the week, I suppose so. What do you got for us this week, Jakey boy?
0: Well, you know, I'm really, really scraping the bottom of the barrel. I mean, I'm not saying that this song is bad. Oh, um, it's garbage. But it is like this one is of absolute the absolute garbage. It's one of the last decent non-mainstream songs I even have on my Spotify list. For real? Uh, yeah, I man. Like that's appropriate for for this. Um audience right right uh and it, i'm not listening to new music lately i've been crazy busy so I'm, I'm really worried i don't know what i'm gonna do in the future i don't know i might have to be like really lame and be like so this song from like 1970 that was mainstream but maybe you forgot about it like I, i've been listening to this and it's <laughs> cool uh That's and just okay. be like a wannabe music guy we'll forgive you Well, anyway, uh, this song is called Son of a Gun by Oland. So here's 30 seconds of that.
1: That was a pretty perfect 30 seconds, if I do say so myself. So I, I love loved the filming for that music video, like her movements and everything.
0: Yeah, it was very like uh, like jerky marionette. You know, that's that's what I got. I was telling Joe that I'm pretty sure I heard that song on a commercial and looked it up, and I was like, oh, I'm digging this, and I had it on my uh, iPod I used to have for a while.
1: Uh, you had an iPod? I did once. <laughs> Apple fanboy.
0: Oh, no, I hate Apple, and I always have, but their iPods are just... They're good. Uh, They were because they're not not really relevant anymore, but they were really, really good. They still make them,
1: believe it or not.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some demand for like an exclusive MP3 player, but I mean, almost everyone has a smartphone now. Right. Uh, What year was this from again? I want to say 2010.
1: Yes, Jake. It's from 2010.
0: I was going to say it. (laughs) All right, cool. I looked it up
1: for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't worry about a thing so it's
0: an eight-year-old song so you see what i'm saying with like scraping the bottom of the barrel i'm not like giving you music that uh is brand new but hopefully it's music that you hadn't heard before and i know I hadn't you... heard it right
1: so i mean the goal 20 is, still million is really not that many views especially in eight years, in eight years. yeah that's true so, so i think th- you're good
0: yeah okay that's true all right so let's uh move on to joe what do you have
1: my song of the week does not come from my Discover Weekly playlist. I know I said last week Whoa. that most of them were going to, but this one does not. I have a coworker, and I think I have mentioned it before on the show, whose brother is the producer for Post Malone.
0: Yes, that's pretty neat.
1: So he always has, like, cool recommendations and stuff for post music and stuff like that, because I really like Post Malone. I know there are others in this room that don't feel the same way about Post Malone as me, and it <laughs> breaks my heart, but... I guess that's just the way it goes. That's the way the news goes.
0: I'm warming up to him.
1: Good. You better, because he's he's an American treasure. But anyway, he featured in a song by another munition, musician named Watt, W-A-T-T, and the name of that song is Burning Man. Here is 30 seconds of that.
0: I love that song. I, yeah. I actually really do. Like The reason why I didn't like Post Malone in the very beginning was, I guess, twofold. One being the music itself was annoying to me. Uh-huh. Mumble Rap, I can't stand
1: Okay, it. I want to stop you right there <laughs> before you continue. So Post Malone started releasing music, and he got popular right around the same time that Mumble Rap was becoming big. If you go back and you listen to White Iverson or Congratulations, you're going to realize that it's not mumble rap. It just it comes across that way because of the style of instrumental and stuff like that. But his voice is perfectly clear. You can yeah. hear everything he's saying. Okay. It's not mumble rap. And he's gotten thrown into that category because of when his first songs were getting big. Um, but if you go back and listen through, he doesn't really have any mumble rap tracks because he doesn't rap really right. so anyway because I, mean, I know
0: I, I I respect and acknowledge the fact that he is a really great musician like I've seen a cover of a Bob, Bob, song. Bob Dylan song it was, yeah. just really good
1: he's really good with the guitar
0: yeah um, and he has a great singing voice but yeah I just you know I just kind of lumped him into the mumble rapper and I heard uh, like one or two of the songs that like made him break out and I did not like those songs yeah
1: he's, he's made it very clear that he is. He doesn't want to be defined to a genre, right? Because he just he honestly says he doesn't care if his music is big or not. He just wants to explore what sounds good to him and what's mm. fun for him. So I mean, those songs maybe they were closer to mumble rap, and that's nothing that you're into. But his music style is going to be changing considerably right. between work.
0: And I really, so. I really like this one. I think that collab was really good with with Watt. I'm assuming he's the one that's like, baby. Yeah, he does the chorus in the second
1: verse.
0: Um, And I was asking you, I was like, oh, is that post singing? Because I was noticing that he was like speaking clearly. It wasn't like mumbling it. So that's not his thing, (laughs) you know? So like I said, I am definitely warming up to him. So I think now going forward, if I see that, you know, here, here's a new post song. I'm not going to automatically skip past it. Discard them. it. I'll give it a, I'll give it I a love look.
1: him. I, I, for more than just his music, he's a good friend of, uh, Ethan and Ila from H3. He's right. been on their podcast more than anyone else, I believe. Um, and he's just a great, he's such a down to earth, honest guy. Like, I, I don't know. I don't feel like he's fake at all. He's just, he's post. Right. And, uh. He was on Good Mythical Morning recently. Oh, that's Apparently cool. he's like a huge fan of them and watches them every single day.
0: Really? Like
1: yeah, he wakes up in the morning and the first thing he does so he's is like watch a GMM. big he's
0: big in the YouTube community. Oh yeah. I guess he has like a monster gaming PC too.
1: He um He's just gotten into Twitch streaming, and there's a YouTube channel, J2Cents. I don't know if you've heard of him. He does custom PC builds. Okay. Uh, Post has been in a few of those videos recently because he's having J2Cents build him a custom PC. How, another YouTuber.
0: And that's another thing I really appreciate and acknowledge that like he's a really cool down-to-earth guy, is that like you don't see that. You don't no. see people... Reaching stardom like this. Like, you don't see, like, Bruno Mars. Not that he's at, like, the Bruno Mars level, but he's interacting with, like, us common folk and, like, <laughs> streaming for us. Yeah. And talking about, you know, how he play, you know he plays video games. He's on Good Mythical Morning and, oh, loves the show, listens to it every day. That's yeah, uh, cool.
1: He, I don't know if I've ever shown you, he did a cover of a Frank Sinatra song. Oh, really? That's, that's cool. That's really good. Yeah. Um, he did it on Twitch stream with some friends he was streaming with at the time. Um, they was, it, it, he was just a guest on their show. And one of the other Twitch streamers like sings along with him the whole time. And he's super tone deaf. So it kind of takes away from the cover a little bit, but you can still hear post playing guitar and singing. Right. So it's still good, but I like him. I know that's not who does this song. It's Watt that did the song. We haven't talked about him at all, but I take, <laughs> I take every opportunity I can to talk about post Malone. Cause I really like him.
0: Yeah. Well, that makes me want to really look at Watts stuff as well. So
1: I don't think he has very much stuff. So he's new. From what from what I saw, he's pretty new. I think he like worked with Post quite a bit, like in a like in his band or something like that. And he started to make his own music. So So judging
0: solely on this video and his vocal tone a little bit, he kinda brings me back to um Eric Nally. Uptown funk. Yep. Um, but a little bit toned down. Yeah. And I think I'd really appreciate his style. So well, I'm going to be uh, subscribing him to him. How many views does this video have?
1: A little under 3 million. Oh.
0: And I don't think we mentioned the video is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Not PG.
0: No. Yeah. Keep that in
1: mind. Don't watch it at work either. But it is pretty cool. So episode 50. <laughs> How you like that? Take it and run, boy
0: yes it is indeed episode 50 and wow way to sound
1: unenthusiastic jake i come at I you was with just a cell at you man why is that funny
0: i don't know it was just like i don't know i, I thought you were gonna come at me with with like something i don't know creative <laughs> no, <laughs> no offense i no, mean it's fine <laughs> hey
1: sometimes the tried and true is what works right. best
0: but i mean yeah i mean it, it's really cool that we made it halfway to 150, 150 episodes um that means that in two more episodes if we were to do e- an episode every single week would have been a whole year
1: it would have so been that's pretty neat but it has been more than a year for us yes. because we are lazy and take seasons off no
0: we need that though we totally need that. we are
1: halfway through the season this yeah. is the halfway point for season three it is. it's crazy that it's already halfway
0: i know and and um, I wish I had more time and I'd have thought about this and I, I think I would have, I'd like to go back and listen to like a little bit of our old episodes, like one through 10, cause those were just the defining episodes of like trying to figure out what segments worked, what didn't, uh, we realized how cool guest episodes were, yeah. um, episode five, was
1: no episode six was the bad one remember? No, no, no
0: episode six was the bad one but episode five was a guest episode and i can't remember who what who it was i think
1: it was uh the valentine's day episode was it yeah with yes. adria and michaela yes that and was then, cool
0: we just didn't have the microphone on the right setting um but that was really neat um episode 10 it was difficult
1: a- episode 10 was uh the uh, cart collectors
0: Jake and Tyler. Yep. jacob and Tyler. That was Which really we need
1: lovely. to have them on again. Dude, it has been 40 episodes since they've been on.
0: I re-listened to about half of that episode when it was in my uh, on this day, which is cool that we can do that now. We can reminisce on past episodes because it's been over a year. Yeah. Um I listened to the first half of it and I was like, "Man, that was really cool. Really smooth episode." And I really wish uh we could get them on again. I'm sure we will.
1: I don't know why we haven't.
0: Well, we live like considerably apart, yeah, but true. i mean we still close we, to each we're other. in maine we can do it we yeah. can figure it out yeah what would you say joe is your favorite episode like do you have is there one that stands out to you like wow this is if we can make an episode this good then we'd make it you know it's it it's hard for me to say so i don't really have one particular one
1: i'm actually a pretty big fan of uh any episode where jake's a big jerk i uh I like those.
0: You being serious? Yeah. Yeah? So you're just like, you know, crapping on me?
1: Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't I? No,
0: but (laughs) I actually kind of like those too. I like it when we get like personal. So I feel like it's more relatable and more enjoyable and entertaining, even though it kind of puts us in a position of like, I guess like in a vulnerable situation where people might know more about us than we really want them to. Yeah, right. But for the podcast, it feels like it's okay to do. And it's just, it brings this like really weird vibe sometimes. I feel like in a lot of ways, like the end of episode one and a lot of episode two was our peak. And we're just like, (laughs) (laughs) we're just riding that. We're just going
1: downhill. The subscribers are slowly dropping. Oh my word. We were riding the wave of the first two episodes. If you're listening to this,
0: thank you because. Our
1: subscriber count is at an all-time low right now. It
0: really—it's never been lower, you know. Besides our very few, first couple weeks,
1: so are there that's any? I wonder really if we sad. have any fans that have listened to every single episode. Uh, I know, I know, mystery man, mystery man and Brittany say they listen to it, but have they listened to every single episode? I think both of them. One of them is going to hit me up saying yeah. either yes or no. So yeah. we'll find out soon after this uh, this episode goes live
0: i think they have
1: i uh i actually listened to a good majority of the first episode of our show the other day and i think we have come a long way in terms of like how natural we sound if you go back and you listen to episode one we sounded very it was very harsh i like to think of episode one as like weezer's blue album it okay. was good, but it was very produced. Like, it was very clean. There were no mistakes. I remember I spent, like, five or six hours Same. editing the first few episodes that we Every
0: did. time we said, oh, I was, like, zooming in and, like, clipping Perfectly that entire sound wave. Yeah, and...
1: so, like, it's very produced and very clean, and you're not going to find very many issues with it because right. we were so careful. And since then, I mean, I'm sure you guys noticed, the, the listeners, um like ums and stuff. They they get left in a little bit more and uhs and stuff like I'd that. I never we leave cut them. them
0: out unless it's like a
1: uh. I still cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I still cut out a few here and there yeah. that sound like uh pretty obvious like that isn't really needed there right but if it's part of like natural conversation and just natural speaking there's no reason to get rid of it people aren't going to listen to that and get angry that you're saying uh but if you're trying to better
0: than if you just cut out every single one yeah
1: exactly like if there's like a long pause and then one of us says like uh and then we start talking i'll get rid of the long pause in the uh just so the conversation continues to flow like i I don't like breaks and flow but for the most part, I mean, we don't edit as much. We're not as careful with that because we've gotten more natural. I, we, I'm not nervous at all. When yeah, I was, was going no to say, we're way
0: be. more comfortable. And what makes this easy about like you and I doing this is that like we would have these conversations anyway, but right. we're just recording them and keeping in mind that we are speaking
1: yeah and getting recorded we actually but... like talked for like a half hour before we started recording tonight right and i mentioned i'm like man we've had some great conversation and we weren't recording why right. didn't we record this i know it would have been hard to edit because there was some times where we'd like both stop talking and look at our phones for like two or three minutes and then start talking again but
0: oh, millennials. It, was,
1: it was just natural conversation and yeah i, I think we're, we're we're to the point where we just have natural conversation so
0: if we could combine the best of both worlds like our natural sound, our comfortableness, our comfortability now, and with the effort of the first season and a lot of the second season, I think it would be really—we'd have an great. actual
1: good podcast, right?
0: And and I, I I really mean that more on myself because I know, like, I have no, I don't think about this show. Like, I, I will freely admit, right now, especially with school, I I don't even think of the show until I either have to edit or. Hey, we're here. Let's, <laughs> let's talk. And I, I start, I, I'm, I'm, I feel bad. Like I want to think about it, but I, I just can't let it yeah. be a priority. Right. Right, now.
1: right. I normally start thinking about the podcast uh, three or four days before we record. Mm. Uh, Cause I start thinking about like, what's some things we could talk about. I like to have some general idea of a topic I can bring to the table. I don't always come up with something. Sometimes I just say, ah, screw it. We'll figure it out the day we record. But I don't know. I, I like to think that I still put in some type of like mental preparation for the episode. And I understand that. I mean, you're in school and stuff, so it's. I, I don't ever think like uh, Jake's not putting an effort anymore. Right. He doesn't really care about it. <laughs> I don't think about. I don't. I don't think like that ever because I mean, you're busy. I think and that's. You know, I think it should happens. be like
0: the fact that I still want to do this. Right. Is exactly. a testament to how much
1: I want to do it. Yeah, because you, know? you and I aren't exactly known for seeing projects through. Right. And, and we're still doing this every single week. And we I still got some
0: homework this. to finish up that's due at eleven
1: fifty nine. You got plenty of time. Right? <laughs> I know. But like
0: I I want to be here <laughs> and I wanna do it, so here I am. And you know, I do think about the show every once in a while, like whenever I think of a little tidbit of information, I write it down on these little sticky notes and I'm yeah. like, Oh, that'd be cool to mention But we just never
1: do them kind of do them because they're just
0: little tiny tidbits which could be you know tiny tidbits with jake h3 the
1: uh that would be cool tiny tiny tidbits uh h3 does a an episode of their podcast every month called top of the month where they they just talk about like smaller things that don't necessarily warrant an entire episode or an entire video or an entire segment Uh, It's just like smaller bits and pieces of things that they want to talk about. And they end up with like a two-hour podcast. Right. So, I mean, that's something we could do. I think we we kind of do
0: that once in a while. Of like, you know, if we don't have a big topic. I mean, we kind of did it today. Tiny tidbits. Yeah. (laughs) And just make it all add up. Make it accumulate.
1: All right. Enough of that. Enough reminiscing. Enough being sappy and emotional. Let's move on to our final segment of episode 50 which we brought in because i think since the creation of this segment it has been one of our absolute favorites oh yeah i look forward to speed writing every time we do it so let's move on we are going to pause be right back find a writing prompt let you know what it is and then we'll get to clackety clacking on our keyboards it took us quite a while but we have picked a writing prompt jake are you ready Of course. I just asked for Jake's interaction because he wasn't anywhere near his microphone. I wanted him to have to lean back to get near to it to say something. What a guy. No problem. All right. Our writing prompt for today. And you better remember what it is because when we come back after 15 minutes, I'm not repeating it. Everyone has the Mega Man-like ability to steal another person's most valuable trait by defeating them in battle. You have the world's most valuable trait. Incredible, inexplicable dumb luck. And you've won thousands of battles without even knowing you were fighting. Sounds good. Jake's not anywhere near his mic, so I doubt he's going to say anything before we start recording. Oh, yeah? Oh, he's proving me wrong.
0: I think that this will be fun and exciting.
1: Okay, so we will see you back here. Well, for you, it'll be instant because magic. But we'll be back in 15-ish minutes. Later! and we're back how'd it go
0: pretty good um, you feeling
1: good about this one
0: yeah uh it's like so so
1: yeah yeah i like this problem a lot i think it's gonna be fun okay i hope yeah all right so who do you want to go first Do you want me to go first
0: um who went first last time last time when well, we did the alien one right
1: what was the what's the, the alien, alien one?
0: one with like you're in charge of the milky way galaxy oh yeah 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 uh who went
1: first I think you went first. Okay, well then you go. I think. I could I be can't wrong. Remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't really think it matters. Yeah, you go uh, first. Okay, I'll go first. Francis. I, I knew his power had to be mine. It was going to be mine. There was no way this mere simpleton could defeat me. I'd acquired the power of many individuals throughout the years, so I knew for a fact I was better equipped than he could ever be. Using my grapple, I swung from building to building like Spider-Man. Entire street blocks took mere seconds for me to cross. I glanced down at my wrist to see the mini-map visible on my arm. It wasn't a device I was using. It wasn't actually inside my arm. However, it was only visible to me. I knew right where the buffoon was. I had the element of surprise, and I knew his exact location. There was no way I was going to lose. I rounded the last corner, and he came into my line of sight. I was approaching him from behind, so I moved quickly and without caution. Shooting a grapple into a building on each side of the road further down the street, I slung myself forward directly towards him. As the bottoms of my feet were about to connect with the back of his skull, sending him face first into the ground, he stopped, looked down with excitement, and reached down. I whooshed over his head, smashing into a light pole, knocking myself out cold. Seconds before I passed out, I uttered, Stan. Ooh, a penny, I thought as I reached down and picked up the old Lincoln. I heard a crash and looked up to see some lady had walked straight into a light pole. Silly her. Being sneaky was my forte. I could sneak up on anyone without them knowing I was there. At times, I could do it right in front of their face. They just wouldn't even see me. Some call it a gift. I call it a power I acquired many years ago from someone who I outwitted. I had collected many powers over the years, and I intended to finish the collection off with the most desired power of all, dumb luck. I cased the coffee shop at the corner of 6th and 3rd. He was inside, sipping a cup of joe, completely oblivious to the world around him. I can't wait to live like that, I thought to myself. I action-rolled across the street in front of the shop and slipped through the door without making a sound. He had no idea I was there. How could he? After all, I'm the sneakiest man alive. I maneuvered myself into position. Without anyone realizing it, I was now sitting underneath him. I had become his chair, and he had no idea I was there. (laughs) I raised my blade to strike, and right as I swung down, something awful happened. He stood up, set his coffee down, and moved out of the way. (laughs) My blade sliced through the cup of piping hot coffee and it spilled all over my groin. Ah! I screamed. It's so hot. As I began to regain composure, I looked to the stars and yelled, "Stan! <laughs> Man, I really have to pee," I thought to myself as I slowly sipped my cup of piping hot coffee. I set the cup down, stood up, and began to make my way towards the bathroom. As the door shot behind me, I heard someone out in the main area of the restaurant yell my name. Hmm, I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> I knew Stan couldn't be beaten. So many people had tried to take him out. They'd tried so many different ways to gain his power. None had succeeded, so I wasn't going to try. Instead, I decided I just wanted to talk to the legendary man so many people wish they were. I approached the man, sitting in the lobby of what I can only assume is his doctor's office. He looked worried, concerned. I approached him and sat down beside him. Lovely weather today. It sure is, he replied with a kind of somberness in his voice. You okay? I asked him. I've been better. Just found out I might be terminally ill. I've kind of known for a while, but I never wanted to admit it to myself. My friends and family always seem to say I'm a lucky guy, so I was hoping that maybe things would come around on their own. I'm sorry to hear that, I said. There are a lot of people who would kill to be lucky. Yeah, I've been told that. Too bad they don't know how unlucky I really am.
0: That took, like, a really dark (laughs) twist, dude. Okay, first off, that was really good, and you just nailed four perspectives no technically five perspective in 15 minutes because <laughs> you got three people who tried to take him out yeah i think
1: well two people who tried two to people take him tried out, to take him one out. one person who just wanted to talk to him and
0: one yeah one person wanted to talk to him and then like his perspective on the people who tried to take him out yeah that was really good dude like that that was impressive Thanks. I feel like the more we do this, the better we both get. <laughs> like you weren't bad before, but I think if you were to look at like your first writing or er, speed writing prompt and then look at this speed writing prompt, you'd be like, "Wow, like there's a noticeable difference, yeah, and I think that's something that I've been seeing a lot is like you want to write a story from multiple perspectives, Yes, and that's really cool because it's also really hard to do
1: yeah i think I think you can have fun when you play with multiple perspectives just because right. you can like offer like sights like thoughts into the mind of different characters and like see how they're you know thinking right. of the whole thing. It's situation. incredibly
0: so. compelling. I well, really glad liked, you it, liked dude.
1: it. Yeah. Thanks. All right, what do you got for us? Mine is like not
0: nearly as good mm-hmm. honestly. Like
1: I didn't want to end on such a somber note, but But th- it we was had, good. We had like 3 minutes left yeah. when I was getting to the end. I'm like I got to wrap this up. So this was one of the first ones where i ended with like a minute left right i was like okay i'm done because i I knew i didn't have time to write a whole nother story of someone trying to get to him Mm -hmm. so but yeah anyway what do you got all right
0: here's mine i don't really know how to start this but so many people have demanded that i write my experience down for a future autobiography that i decided to just bite the bullet and get started As you are already aware, we live in a crazy parallel universe where defeating someone in battle lets you steal their powers, much like that old game Mega Man my great-grandpa used to play. When this dimension was discovered, people flocked over here. It's like when social media becomes popular, but like, real life, I guess? Anyway, I don't even really know why I'm so popular in this community because I really don't deserve it. You see, my ability is simply dumb luck. I have won every fight I've ever been in acquiring a plethora of superpowers by simply existing and carrying out my day-to-day life but jared you might exclaim how can you fight somebody defeat them and not even know it most of the time i don't even know until i gain their power like a year ago i was walking down the boardwalk soon after acquiring my perfect genetic makeup ability showing off my body when all of a sudden i felt this innate urge to fly i had never done it before But I thought, well, here goes nothing, and and put my fist in the air, a la Superman, and gave a little hop. And bam! I was fine, baby! I looked back, and there was a guy laying there, mere feet behind where I had just stood, with a bullet hole in his skull. Apparently, he had tried assassinating me with a silenced 9mm, and my perfect body deflected the bullet right into his head. (laughs) It's not even fair that this happens. I fully acknowledge it. Other people are trying so hard to better themselves and build upon their own abilities, and here I am just freaking living and gaining more and more abilities, just randomly. I never have to put in an effort. Don't get me wrong, I fully acknowledge the fact that the means of which these abilities are gained are wrong. I'm no utilitarian, but we all chose this life. It's kind of depressing, you know? You ever watch that anime One Punch Man? When I first saw it, I was dumbfounded at how accurate that was, that was to how I felt. It was incredibly relatable. Saitama's journey to find a worthy opponent, his inability to even feel so many emotions, all totally relatable to me. It's made life so boring. I've even made attempts on my own life, and in doing so, I end up accidentally, like an idiot savant, killing someone else and taking their powers. I tried drowning myself once, and the guy who found me, it was in a public place, stupid decision, I know hurried to save me grabbed my body which was so heavy and strong from my acquired powers that he slipped fell and bashed his skull and bashed his skull in on the stone fountain i was lying in and died i gained the ability to perfectly empathize that day so this is my plea to anyone reading this entry just stop trying you'll never defeat me and you'll just end up dying in the process giving me your own powers At this rate, I will be as powerful as God, and that's a responsibility I'm just not ready for. This isn't me bragging. It's my plea to humanity. I care about human life, and I just want out of this existence.
1: I liked that. You said it was going to be, like, dark or whatever, but I don't think it was dark.
0: Well, it was just, like, I guess it was just, like, sad. Because he just, like, doesn't even want to do it anymore. <laughs> he doesn't want people to die just trying to kill him.
1: I love, that. I love the 9mm bullet reflecting off his perfect body.
0: Yeah. he's <laughs> genetically perfect. Oh, that's great. He should have went up to a 7.62. I think that would have done Yeah, it. right, right.
1: Oh, man. Great story, though. I like that a lot.
0: Thanks. I, I, I like the idea a bit, that yeah. he,
1: he knows he's um like he's just super lucky and right. he's like just stop like i'm lucky i can't help it like please
0: <laughs> yeah i like that i didn't even think of like i thought of one punch man halfway through i'm like wow that's that's perfect that's that'd be a really exactly old like it
1: a really old anime it was sounds of it because you said his great grandpa oh, or whatever yeah played mega man Yep, cool i liked it a lot
0: thanks i'm glad we did it
1: <laughs> me too and with that, we wrap up the final episode of the Jake and Joe show. That's it, guys. We didn't want to mention it earlier, but this is it. We'll never be back again.
0: You hear that, Joe? Until next Wednesday. <laughs> oh, got him. I was going to say, you hear that? That's the sound of three hearts breaking. <laughs>
1: uh, precisely. <laughs> Two of them of our, are our own. Yeah, exactly. All right, see you guys later. Hey catch you next week in episode 51 jake will you be here
0: yeah i think i'll be here next week at this time yeah i'll be really close to being done my last week of school before a week break so i'm gonna be so dude in your
1: week break you got to prepare an episode yeah come up with a game show or something something. cool Yeah. yeah i challenge you
0: all right sounds good
1: all right we'll catch you next week guys